This is the Douglas Robin Show. Okay, we found Ben again, everyone. <laughs> He's here. He's with us again. So, Ben. Are um, we live? What? Are we live? No. Cool. I mean. That was that was a disaster. I apologize. It's quite all right. <laughs> it's, it's the internet. Uh, what are you going to do? So, Ben, what is the CAN system of networking? Or is that what you were just speaking about? Yeah, you were, you were talking about... Um, getting the word out and one thing that i found in the music industry and it's really unfortunate i wish this wasn't a truth i don't be the bearer of bad news a lot of times the small like the small musicians the local musicians that get the most traction yeah. are the ones that are doing the most guerrilla marketing they're right. the ones handing out flyers they're the ones um talking to the promoters they're staying they're showing up early to meet everyone. They're mm -hmm. staying late um, to grab a drink with someone at the bar. It really is unfortunate because some of the best musicians I know, they do just show up, crush it and walk out. But since they didn't create an emotional relationship with, you know, their audience, they miss the mark. So a lot of creative types, and this is really difficult because it's not your job to be a social butterfly but it really helps to gain traction. So if yeah. it's not you, who in your circle can be a brand ambassador and advocate for you? Mm -hmm. Because every creative, whether it's a musician, a writer, a podcaster, needs to do some of that guerrilla networking. The more hands you shake, the more money you make, the more people you speak to, the more opportunities will come into your life. Mm -hmm. um, for people like me that, don't like to talk about myself a ton. I find a way that I can advocate and uplift others. Mm -hmm. um, so that's hugely important to me that, for example, I'll just use the music example. If I'm in a band, I'm not going to just show up, play and leave. I'm going to show up for the other bands on the bill. I'm going to tell them, you know, great job. I like this. I like that song. I'll send them a DM. I'll share their music. The more you share other people's gifts, the more you're inviting them to share yours. Yeah. So two ways to do it. Talk to as many people as possible. Part two, part B is have someone as a brand ambassador to have as many conversations as possible for mm -hmm. you. Or the other way to do it is just be such an advocate for other people in the space, other authors, other musicians, other business owners. Don't just call people asking for referrals give them referrals, give them yeah. recommendations, give them free value. Cause then you're inviting them to reciprocate. Um, yeah. So that's that. And you want to get into the can system. That's slightly different, but it's on the same, same category of giving to receive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And can is really, can's really simple. There's lots of C's. I add a new C every single day. It seems like, but create content, collaborate community and networking so create and network content mm -hmm. and network mm -hmm. collaborate and networking when i go into network it's never to small talk see if they're a good fit or try to extract referrals from this person it's mm -hmm. never to pitch who i am and what i do the purpose of my network 
is to find mutually beneficial relationships where we can create content and collaborate and network simultaneously. So this is not this is not like some scripture that's never been said before. It's exactly what you do, Doug, with this podcast. You're creating content and networking simultaneously. So rather than me DMing you or you DMing me, hey, I like what you do. Do you want to jump on a call? I want to learn more about you without any end in sight. Yeah. Hey, man, I love your story. I see that you've done this, this, and this. I'd love to possibly feature you on my podcast. Can we have a conversation about that collaboration? Before before you know it, everything's mutually beneficial. You get in the door with people that you only imagined you'd have a conversation with. And since you're collaborating here, you get to share audiences. You get to edify them. They get to edify you. You get to build a relationship and create content simultaneously, which I believe is the best way to create any kind of content that isn't like a gold mine source, like a book that's yours. But a lot of the promotion around the book can be with collaboration. Let's say you're doing a book signing. Maybe you have two authors show up for the book signing. Maybe you're doing a book launch. Maybe team up with people and promote each other during each other's launch. Nothing needs to be done alone. I think it should and could and can ultimately be done through collaboration. Well, I I love that. I love that. And it's something that sort of just makes natural sense. Mm. However, I don't know if it's our culture or whatever it might be. People feel that isolation. They feel disconnected from others. Something I've spoken many times on the show is an interconnectedness. Um, And, you know, in, say, more tribal communities, you have more of an interconnectedness. Uh, And often in, in our culture, people feel alone, isolated, maybe feel awkward reaching out to someone. Um, but ultimately we all need each other. Right. And, and, you know, speaking about sort of like-mindedness and, you know, for instance, I'm, I'm a writer and writing can be very isolating. So, but I know there are probably marketers out there who I get along greatly with, like you and I do, or publishers or an editor or whomever it might be. Their sweet spot is not my sweet spot and vice versa. And this is how we all help each other move forward, growing, evolving, helping the community, helping the world, et cetera. Um, But when we often just feel alone, that's where the train stops, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know where to go. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know how to do this. Right. But someone else does. Right. And I don't, like I said, I don't want to wear 50 hats. And frankly, I'm not going to, I'm going to hire people who know it better than I know it. Hire people who are smarter than you, who know whatever better than you, who are experts in that field. Because it would take me years to become a better marketer or email marketer or whatever, more building a website or something. I don't have an interest in that. But someone like you might, you know, you always wanted to promote music, you know, you, you know, right? So there are advantages, unseen advantages, not to mention you build friendships, and connections and you mentioned earlier fun my goodness what a different world this would be if the culture we lived in focused a little bit more on fun and laughter and you know right now comedians are under attack and they're sort of 
the backbone of societal discourse, right? Being able to speak about taboo subjects and or laugh at things. It's okay to laugh at things, but we're so, our, our convictions, no, you can't talk about that at all. That's a sensitive subject. Well, you know, I was talking to someone about this yesterday, like funerals. It would seem as if you can't laugh at a funeral, but often there's a lot of laughter at a funeral, releasing that tension, releasing that sorrow and remembering some funny story that you shared with someone. So um, to get back to it, that connection with people of similar values is the key to anyone's development because we are not islands and, and we all need each other. So, you know, I'm so glad you're bringing this up and it is about helping each other. It's not what can you just extract from someone you know, how do you make an extra buck off of someone? Um, you know, we all want to climb and we all want to do it with integrity, I think. 100%. Yeah. I want to point out that not everyone has to even have similar values. It can be a yin and yang. Hmm. Um, very simply put, someone might be a chatterbox that loves to go shake hands and promote. And the other person might be strong at operations. Wow, what a great partnership. But yeah. as long as you have the same vision, and most people do have the same value that they want to help, mm-hmm. then you can collaborate with people that are completely different yeah. and still get it done. So I kind of want to bring that to the table that you don't have to work with people that are a carbon copy of you, oh, but no, you no. do want to work with people with a similar vision for the future. Without a doubt. And we all bring those pieces to the puzzle for sure. So um, how would you, because you have uh, on your list here, monetizing a podcast there are podcasts everywhere now um everyone seems to have one um and how would you bring about getting someone to stand out in that arena be it marketing or writing or whatever it might be how does that person kind of stand out from the rest you know like monetizing a podcast from my perspective is almost a trick question because my answer is don't (laughs) don't monetize the podcast because if you were to even look at recommend ad spend even if you have thousands of listeners the recommended ad spend is only going to be like 25 to 50 dollars an episode until you get into the tens and hundreds of thousands of listeners so -hmm. you're not really going to even make that much money running ads however it could actually detract from your brand if you're advertising with uh, there's an advertisement that is in alignment with what you do and or it could just piss listeners off if you have ads all the time so if anyone's listening and they have ads i'm not like taking a shot at you but i'd love to see numbers of people that are running ads at a small podcast and actually making a significant amount of money there's very few people doing that Mm -hmm. um The way I recommend someone monetize a podcast is actually treat the podcast as a cost center. It actually goes against your bottom line. It is an investment in marketing Hmm. because you monetize the relationships with your guests and your audience to sell another service. So that could be from it could be book. It could be consulting. It could be speaking gigs. The podcast is meant to build your brand, build your relationships, get good at asking questions, get good at answering questions through can create mutually beneficial partnerships and create content with people. So on the back end, 
what some podcasters don't do is they don't have a product to sell. So mm. they want to monetize the podcast. But what they don't realize is the podcast is the great the greatest lead generation source to mm. monetize something else. So instead of running ads for, you know, something random, run an ad for yourself. Like, listen, guys, as you know, I pour 100% of my energy in bringing pure value to you every single day. I have a free blah, 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 ebook offer, this or that. Um, if you like what my guests are bringing to the show and want to join our orbit, I'd be so humbled if you just typed in your email. I'm not going to spam you. I'm just going to bring value into your life. Mm -hmm. So you get the email, you get the ebook, you get the first page of your book for free. Um, you go on other podcasts and you do the same thing. So you're monetizing. For me, I have a marketing firm. I hardly ever talk about what I do in the marketing world because not all the listeners need marketing. And I want to bring value well before I bring in a sales pitch. I only mm -hmm. want to pitch people that actually need my service. Yeah. But since I have a marketing firm and I have a podcast, it's, hey, welcome to Real Business Connections, powered by Balbert Marketing, LLC. And if you want to get in touch with me, email ben at balbertmarketing.com. And when I share pages, it goes directly to my website where there are my products and services. So I don't monetize the podcast, but the podcast is an investment in my personal brand and my ability to mo uh, monetize what I actually do sell, which is products and services. Yeah, it's basically a... Um, uh a bullhorn, mm. if you will, for, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. If you like it, you know, come on board kind of thing. And um, right, because that comes back to that authenticity and similar people, you know, connecting and being like attracts like, if you will, um, and the content that they may be looking for. You know, think about, so the number always goes up. They say you need six and seven touch points to make a sale. Nowadays with attention spans, it's like in the tens and twenties, the number mm -hmm. just continues to go up. However, what kind of touch point is it when someone sits down and listens to you for an hour, even better yet, they're listening to you. This is as a guest in this example, um, as a guest, they're listening to someone, Doug, who they know, like, and trust. And then they're listening to me for an hour. For the people listening to Doug, they're listening to your show week after week after week. They're not just light nudge touch points. It's like a keynote speech. Yeah. You can't get better rapport for no like and trust than long form with a highly educated audience that wants the long form content. And then ideally, they just go and buy your book or go and set up a discovery call um, mm -hmm. and already know what they need. And for me, I, I want to ditch the pitch. I'm there to find solutions to problems. And I love when people come and say, hey, Ben, I have a problem. I know you understand marketing. Can you help me with this? That's way better than having to make 100 cold calls a day for the rest of my life. Yeah, without a doubt. And again, authentic. Um and making true connections this way. Yes. So Ben, it's been so great having you on the show, man. And I guess, you know, I really feel like it's really enlightening to hear some of these aspects, the better aspects, instead of just throwing some ads out uh, and hoping it works. 
And obviously that's quite ineffective because you don't even know who's looking at the ads half the time um, or if they're even searching for your product. Um, so this is certainly a much more organic way of, of reaching people. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. You're awesome, man. So this is Ben Albert at BAlbertMarketing.com. Any closing comments, my friend? I've, I've got nothing other than... <laughs> you said it all. Hey, well, here's the thing. I, I could pitch my product. You already said my website. People can find me. Really, the best thing that anyone can do is scroll to the bottom of their phone, the bottom of their emails, the bottom of their text messages, the bottom of their Facebook messages. Find someone that they haven't spoken to a, in a while. You'll know when you found that right person because you'll sigh or you'll get excited and pep up because you realize that you haven't reached out to them forever and just reach yeah. out to them and add value, whether yeah. it's liking on their post, reaching out in a DM and saying, Hey, it's been forever. It looks like your kids are doing great. Hey, here's a referral. Hey, here's a way we can collaborate together. Hey, I need your advice. Reach out to one person and just that tiny little action, if all of us does it, creates a positive ripple. And if we do that on a daily basis, the entire world's a better place. So it's not about Doug or me or what we can. It's really about the world being better because of our existence. So reach out to someone who might need that hand. And that's all I can ask from people. Well, that's a beautiful thing because it's so nice when... You know, we're all so busy and all caught up with our little routines and our importance. And it's so nice when someone sort of out of the blue reaches out and they might not be your best friend ever, but maybe you always had a good experience or whatever. And you speak to them and you just feel good. You feel a little lighter. And uh, again, getting back to that fun, you know, we're all so heavy quite often and serious about what we're doing here and the, the, the news and everything else. So a little levity and, uh, just a connection to maybe an old friend is uh, goes a long way. Yeah. And use us as an excuse. Like, I know this is weird, but I listened to a podcast today and they said I should reach out to someone that I appreciate and I miss. And you came to mind because of blank. Yeah. Use us as the excuse, but I'm literally going to pick up my phone and do it right now. And again, collective impact, go reach out to someone. Cause you, you never know. They might need it. You never know. Yep. What people are going through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ben Albert, bealbertmarketing.com. Such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Have a good one. Be well. Be well. Thank you for listening to the Douglas Robbins Show. To find out more about Douglas and his books, check out douglasrobbinsauthor.com.